Today on Locked on Mizzou, I'm going to update the quarterback positions for both Missouri and South Carolina. Plus, what are the odds that we could be in for a 2017-like finish where Missouri got off to a terrible start, but actually finished rather strongly, giving you hope for what was a pretty strong 2018 season? All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday, and this episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center as well. So a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, you might have noticed that I forgot to turn on my lights that actually light up my Ben Affleck-like face. That's according to the comments on YouTube, not according to me. So you get to see it all here on YouTube. That's the plus. So follow me over there for free. But you know what? Here on Locked on Mizzou, I want to start with, well... What do we like to talk about when it comes to football, right? We like to talk about the quarterback position. And obviously, there's a lot of intrigue with who's going to start a quarterback this week for Missouri. And just quickly, I want to point out something. Obviously, Brady Cook took his turn at the lectern this week, met with the media. But if your first response there is to think, well, that means Cook is definitely going to start on Saturday, pump the brakes a little bit because Missouri has its own internal rule about true freshmen that applies to Tyler Macon here. They don't let any true freshmen talk to the media until they've played four games. Well, in case you're unaware, Tyler has played three games so far, one more, and he'll be under still that red shirt threshold. So you know what? If it were me, if I were Eli Drinkwitz, I would start Brady Cook in this game, and I would likely play him the entire game barring injury. That would be my plan. One way or the other, I want to see one of these guys just get the football, get all of the practice reps, or you know, 90%, the the starters share of the practice reps this week in practice, and just go with them. As I've said before, I've never been a fan of alternating quarterbacks. I just think it gets not only the individual out of rhythm. I think it gets your entire offensive unit out of rhythm as well once you start changing quarterbacks, changing play calling, and all that good stuff. But you know what? On the other side of the ball, South Carolina has had a lot of different guys start a quarterback for them as well. You might remember Luke Doty from last year, Chuck Nolan as well. But you know what? It looks like Jason Brown is almost certainly going to be the starter at quarterback for South Carolina. Now, he actually made his first start in Division I football, or FBS football, I guess is the more common preferred nomenclature at this point. But 
he made his first start, but he is a he's a experienced cat. The guy is a transfer, a fifth year senior. Actually played ball at St. Francis, obviously a lower level, certainly than FBS football or the SEC. But you know what, Jason Brown, for his part, I thought looked pretty solid against a an obviously reeling Florida Gators defense and ball club in general. Now, obviously, it's a little bit tough to know what to make of that result last week in some ways. Obviously, South Carolina put it on Florida last week. They were 20-point underdogs, ended up winning by, a, by I believe, 23 points, if I'm remembering correctly. But regardless, a huge, huge blowout by the Gamecocks. But at the same time, Florida fired its defensive coordinator this week. So obviously that was such an unacceptable defensive performance by the Gators. Well, they're ready to move on and install a new head man on that side of the ball. So as a Missouri fan, you have to ask yourself, what's real here? Is that South Carolina offense actually improving? Or is this just more of a case of Missouri's next opponent, the Florida Gators, their final home opponent this year on senior day? Well, maybe Florida is just that bad right now. Quite frankly, and not to be cliched here, but I think the I think it's a little bit of a combination of both. Certainly, Florida is reeling right now, and suddenly Missouri looks like they have a chance against the Gators here in late November. But I will say there are reasons to believe that the Gamecocks are rounding into form as well. And one of them is that, frankly, their star running back who has been fighting with various different ailments all season, is now back in the fold. So you know what? I want to tell you more about this young man moving forward. But first, I do want to tell you about our title sponsor, and that is McDonald's. And of course, this episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by McDonald's, who has been proudly serving communities like Columbia since 1965. And of course, As much as I love that bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit and a couple hash browns, well, you know what? It's more than just tasty, affordable food. At McDonald's, it's a great place to reconnect, go to a place with dependable, I should say, and we can defend the Wi-Fi, but no, I meant dependable Wi-Fi as well, and also an endless supply of those classic McDonald's French fries as well. And by the way, if you're a Missouri fan, win or lose, Meet up with your friends, your former teammates, your former schoolmates. Recharge and refuel at McDonald's. You know what? We all love our local McDonald's, and I certainly am no exception. McDonald's, I'm loving it. So obviously the South Carolina Gamecocks recently moved on from Will Muschamp. That era just, well... Quite honestly, the upside of Muschamp just never satisfied anyone in South Carolina at any point. But you know what? I've been a little bit surprised that it seems like some of these South Carolina bloggers, media, and indeed the fans on the message boards seem a tiny bit down on the Shane Beamer hire. Now, maybe that's starting to change after that big Florida victory last week, but From my vantage point, I think Beamer looks pretty promising. And if yes, if you're recognizing the Beamer name from college football, you guessed correctly. Shane Beamer is the son of former 
Virginia Tech coach, Hokie legend, Frank Beamer. And so far, so good, I would say, for Shane Beamer. Obviously, the Vanderbilt victory, hey, they beat Vandy by one point. I mean, that that's practically a half of a loss. A win's a win, right? But my goodness, if you're only going to beat Vanderbilt by one point, you're not exactly feeling great about that win. And if you're a Missouri fan, you're probably feeling a similar way about that. But the thing is, you know, Beamer is still in year one here, and he's had a lot of different challenges, injuries at quarterback, and also maybe his his best offensive player has dealt with a lot of problems as well. Kevin Harris last season in that COVID-shortened 2020 SEC-only 10-game schedule had over 1,100 yards rushing. That's really, really impressive. But you know what? This year, ironically, he's dealt with some COVID problems. He's also had back problems as well. But you know what? Based on last week, it does look like young Kevin Harris, the South Carolina running back, seems like he's good at getting healthy at least at the right time if you're a South Carolina fan. And one thing the Tigers and the Gamecocks have in common in this game, I'm sure both squads are thinking, hey, If we're going to get to six wins, if we're going to get to a bowl game, well, this is probably our best opportunity to get another win. Now, if you're Missouri, you know what? All of a sudden, this ending schedule here looks a lot more promising than it did a few weeks ago. Now, South Carolina, the outlook hasn't changed a tremendous amount there. This game is probably a coin toss for all intents and purposes. But all of a sudden, a month ago, Florida looked like one of the best 10 or 15 teams in the country. And now, all of a sudden, it's looking like the end of the Jim McElwain era circa 2017. Hey, remember I just brought up the 2017 season? Well, Missouri ended the Jim McElwain era that season. Is it possible that Missouri could help drive a nail into Dan Mullen's figurative coffin at Florida. Well, you know what? I, for one, would certainly enjoy that. After that blowhard took it upon himself to egg on the crowd after a bit of an ugly incident right before and during halftime of the Missouri-Florida game last year. Call me old-fashioned, but I like when my college coaches are actually adults and set a Somewhat good example for the kids instead of going, yay, I'm really glad that we were all throwing hands at each other during halftime. So if Dan Mullen, if we can help drive, again, drive a figurative nail into his coffin, well, you know what? That would be quite enjoyable for me as a fan. I will say that. But obviously, South Carolina has to come first. By the way, I my supposition that this game is about a, a coin flip was confirmed over at betonline.ag, Missouri, South Carolina, currently a pick 'em, so no points given one way or the other. Just pick a just pick a winner. That's kind of what I like, by the way. Forget about giving points. Let's just decide a winner. So what do you think? Missouri, South Carolina, or maybe you like the total. The over under is fifty five. You think that's gonna go over? Maybe this is gonna be a slightly lower scoring game than maybe the experts think. Well, regardless, you got to take your opinions over to betonline.ag where they have you covered for not only college football, but of course, college basketball, pro basketball, pro football, hockey, 
boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, whatever your bag is as far as gambling goes. Well, guess what? Bet online has you covered, and they are the place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. So I got a tip for you. When you go to betonline.ag, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, just use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, where the game starts. Once again, getting back to the theme from last week's South Carolina-Florida game, are the Gators just that bad, or is South Carolina getting better? Well, just to give you some more context here, South Carolina completely dominated the line of scrimmage, especially in the first half of that football game, from what I saw. And just statistically, man, it was early second quarter. The Cox still had about 150 to 160 yards rushing to Florida's 11. Now, that's astonishing. I mean, really, Florida should be embarrassed. They, they can't recruit better offensive linemen, defensive linemen than that. Well, well, that's a whole other issue, and we'll certainly get to that next week when we preview the Gators. But as from South Carolina's perspective, I will say it does seem like they've found a decent answer at quarterback. And like I said before, Kevin Harris, a big deal. He's a difference-making type running back in a league where, frankly, there aren't a ton of true difference makers. But for South Carolina, it does seem like Kevin Harris is a guy that increases their odds of winning any given ball game quite a bit. But you know what? Just getting back to the USCE quarterbacks, well, you know what? Jason Brown, for for as much as, in some ways, I would sort of compare their quarterback situation. You see, Connor Basilak is a guy that has been branded as a game manager. And some people take that as an insult, but you know what? If you're a good game manager, hey, you can win a lot of football games that way. Unfortunately, I think Connor Basilak at a certain point became a wounded game manager, whether it was physically, mentally, in terms of confidence, or maybe a little bit of both. And I think that was true for South Carolina as well. I think the similarity is that South Carolina and Missouri both need, based on their own limitations offensively, they need a guy who can run the football a little bit. And I think Jason Brown for South Carolina fits the bill. Now, my question is, can Jason Brown, and really, frankly, any quarterback, but let's focus specifically on Jason Brown, can he handle the blitz? Can he handle pressure? Can he handle a third and 10 situation where everyone in the stadium knows that it's going to be a pass? And you know what? Frankly, if you're the Missouri defense, knowing his potential limitations, his lack of experience at the SEC level, and his strengths and his weaknesses, I would be much less concerned about actually getting sacks on the quarterback against this type of player, the type of player that Jason Brown is, versus just actually keeping him in the pocket, especially on a blitz, by the way. You know Missouri's going to bring six or seven guys on occasion just to see what he can do against it. Well, to me, the key is there – 
keep him in the pocket because especially, especially against a blitz, if Missouri allows him to escape a pocket, well, that's a big play waiting to happen. Finally, you know what? Quickly, there's something I've been meaning to mention on this show for a long time, but just various different topics keep getting pushed to the head of the queue. But you know what? Marcus Golden, former Missouri defensive end, outside linebacker, man, he is just absolutely crushing it for the Arizona Cardinals this season in the National Football League with nine sacks already about halfway through the season. Just incredible. And you know what? I've never met Marcus Golden, had any interaction with him whatsoever, but by all accounts, by all accounts I've ever heard, one of the kindest, most you know, enjoyable, likable young men who's come through Missouri in the last 10 years or so. So congratulations to him. As a true son, you got to love seeing that for sure. And just one more note to get out of here on. You know, I do call this a Missouri football and basketball show, right? So if you had a criticism for me for not criti- for not covering, I should say, the Missouri women's team enough, you know what? I think that's a fair criticism. I really do. But I'm going to be brutally honest with all of you. I need the Missouri women to be more interesting before I start talking about them. Because the last couple seasons just haven't really been all that interesting for Missouri women's basketball in the post-Cunningham-Porter era. There just hasn't been a lot to talk about. And again, that Porter-Cunningham era of Missouri women's basketball with Sierra Michaelis and, and various other strong players on that team, well, I really enjoyed that team a lot and definitely was rooting for them hard and March and all that stuff. But you know, it just hasn't grabbed me as much, to be brutally honest, the last two seasons. So if Asia Blackwell and Haley Frank and all those young ladies put together a season that is interesting enough that people in this audience are are demanding that I talk about it, well, guess what? Then I'd be more than happy to talk about the Missouri women's basketball team. I really would. But they need to give me a real reason. Again, I understand that the men's team has been similarly maybe disappointing at times the last few seasons, but the reality is men's basketball just gets more eyeballs and more attention and more interest, especially for a show like this. So to the Missouri women and Avery Kroenke, who just signed her letter of intent for the Missouri women today and who happens to follow this here program on Instagram, by the way, shout out to you, Avery. But hey, you guys have just got to give me a reason to care. And frankly, I need you to get back in the NCAA tournament. That's what it's probably going to take. I need you to at least be on the bubble for me to spend a decent amount of time on women's basketball. So that's the challenge. Out to Robin Pinchton and the rest of that squad. But you know what? Here's the challenge to me. I got one more show to do this week. So thank you once again for making me your first listen of the podcast day. Even if I got this one out a little later today, had to get some extra research in on South Carolina and had some, well, personal stuff to get done with my daughter, with my wife out of town. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. And you know what? I will see you all tomorrow right here on Locked on the Zoo.